Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Daily Dose. It is Thursday, December 9th, and we are on the episode titled, Daniel's Prayer. Let us pray. Father God, I just want to thank you once again for keeping us, for blessing us, and Father, for bringing us back where we can study your word. Please fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us understanding so we can apply these things to our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the most famous prayers in all Old Testament is Daniel chapter 9. Having learned from reading the prophet Jeremiah that the time of Israel's desolation, Daniel 9.2, 70 years, was soon to be up. Daniel earnestly began praying. And what a prayer it was, a poignant and tearful supplication in which he confessed his sins and the sins of his people, while at the same time acknowledging God's justice amid the calamity that had befallen them. Let us turn to Daniel chapter 9 verses 1 through 19. What themes can you find that directly relate back to the book of Deuteronomy? Daniel 9 In the first year of Darius, son of Ahasuerus, by birth a Mede, who became king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, perceived in the books the number of years that, according to the word of the Lord to the prophet Jeremiah, must be fulfilled for the devastation of Jerusalem, namely, seventy years. Then I turned to the Lord God to seek an answer by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession, saying, Ah, Lord, great and awesome God, keeping covenant and steadfast love with those who love you and keep your commandments, we have sinned and done wrong, acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from your commandments and ordinances. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, and our ancestors, and to all the people of the land. Righteousness is on your side, O Lord, but open shame, as at this day, falls on us, the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and all Israel, those who are near and those who are far away in all the lands to which you have driven them, because of the treachery that they have committed against you. Open shame, O Lord, falls on us, our kings, our officials, and our ancestors, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by following his laws, which he set before us by his servants the prophets. All Israel has transgressed your law and turned aside, refusing to obey your voice. So the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out upon us, because we have sinned against you. He has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us and against our rulers, by bringing upon us a calamity so great that what has been done against Jerusalem has never before been done under the whole heaven. Just as it is written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has come upon us. 
we did not entreat the favor of the Lord our God, turning from our iniquities and reflecting on his fidelity. So the Lord kept watch over this calamity until he brought it upon us. Indeed, the Lord our God is right in all that he has done, for we have disobeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made your name renowned even to this day, we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, in view of all your righteous acts, let your anger and wrath, we pray, turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. Because of our sins and the iniquities of our ancestors, Jerusalem and your people have become a disgrace among all our neighbors. Now therefore, O our God, Listen to the prayer of your servant and to his supplication, and for your own sake, Lord, let your face shine upon your desolated sanctuary. Incline your ear, O my God, and hear. Open your eyes and look at our desolation and the city that bears your name. We do not present our supplication before you on the ground of our righteousness, but on the ground of your great mercies. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, listen and act, and do not delay. For your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people bear your name. Daniel's prayer is a summary of exactly what the nation had been warned about in Deuteronomy regarding the fruit of not keeping their end of the covenant. Twice, Daniel referred back to the law of Moses in Daniel 9, 11, and 13, which certainly included Deuteronomy and, in this case, might have been specifically referring to it. As Deuteronomy had said, they were driven from the land. See Deuteronomy chapter 4, 27 to 31, and Deuteronomy chapter 28, because they didn't obey exactly what Moses had been told would happen. How tragic, too, that instead of the nations around them saying, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. You can see that in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 6. Israel became a reproach, Daniel 9, 16, to those same nations. In all of Daniel's tears and supplications, he never asked the common question that so many ask when disaster strike. Why? He never asked because, thanks to the book of Deuteronomy, he knew exactly why all these things happened. In other words, Deuteronomy gave Daniel and other exiles a context in which to understand that the evil that came upon them wasn't just blind faith blind chance, but the fruit of their disobedience, exactly what they had been warned about. But, and perhaps more important, Daniel's prayer expressed the reality that despite these events, there was hope. God had not abandoned them, no matter how much it might have seemed that way. Deuteronomy not only provided a context for understanding their situation, but it also pointed to the promise of restoration as well. Let us read Daniel 9, 24 to 27. 
the prophecy of Jesus and his death on the cross, why would the prophecy be given to Daniel and the rest of us in the context of Israel's exile and the promise of the people's return? Daniel 9 Seventy weeks are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish the transgression, to put an end to sin, and to atone for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal both vision and prophet, and to anoint a most holy place. Know therefore and understand, from the time that the word went out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the time of an anointed prince, there shall be seven weeks, and for sixty-two weeks it shall be built again with streets and moat, but in a troubled time. After the sixty-two weeks, an anointed one shall be cut off and shall have nothing, and the troops of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Its end shall come with a flood, and to the end there shall be war. Desolations are decreed. He shall make a strong covenant with many for one week, and for half of the week he shall make sacrifice and offering cease, and in their place shall be an abomination that desolates, until the decreed end is poured out upon the desolator. Loving Father God, we want to thank you for your word, which is a roadmap for the future and what is to come. Help us, Father, to align ourselves with your word so that we can be saved. Be with us now, I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.